Wake your ass up or take a damn nap. And we're the three best friends that anybody could have. It's time. I mean, Sean, you were twerking. That's going to happen. <laughs> Murph, don't be a dick all your life. This is uh, one, of, one of the more fun podcasts I've ever done. Hey, I'll tell you what. If you're not talking about sports in the man cave, you... No, I bet not. So you're not a man. That's it. Hey, I ask you to keep fighting. You did. So it's going to be when we came out of half, we had two more rounds to fight, and you did. I told you they were going to break, and they did. Yes, I told you they were going to break, and did. Wow. Wow. Zoe McGuire, the first year Texas Tech Red Raiders head coach, basically just said after that win today over Texas or on Saturday that I knew that they would wilt. I mean, I hope you let that resonate as a Longhorn fan to really realize um, opposing coaches understand that Texas is building under Sark under year in year two. But at the same time, they see pieces on that film that they can attack. There are plenty of good coaches in the Big 12 uh, in these final two years, maybe one, but final two years before Texas goes to the SEC, that these coaches and their staffs are that knowledgeable. They're going to expose, they're smart enough to expose Texas and their weaknesses. Of course, this loss – Saturday for Texas, 37-34 in overtime. I, I, I guess you could say if I polled 100 Texas fans, I would say 90% of them did not expect to leave Lubbock today or have to go through their weekends knowing that Texas lost. I didn't expect it. I thought it would be a close game. Uh, I thought it would be – in, in the range of 8 to 12 points that Texas would win their fourth straight uh, game in Lubbock. Um, didn't expect this. Hey, before we move on, this episode 81 brought to you by Jim Saxton State Farm Insurance Agency, uh, Austin OG, uh, Westlake OG, QB at Westlake, and obviously played at Texas. His dad, uh, by the way, was a Heisman finalist, his late great father, uh, who started this agency, and Jimmy's just – maintaining it and taking it to another level. The guy does it a home style kind of way, a hometown guy that will really take care of you. If you never watched stories inside the man cave before, uh, I am Sean Clinch, the host. We started this uh, literally at the very beginning of the COVID lockdown in March of 2020. But today, uh, this episode is all about the Longhorns loss in Lubbock. We could break this down in so many ways. We could run on it address Texas blowing another double-digit lead under Coach Steve Sarkeesian. But I think we need to unbundle it this way. A reminder, the Texas fan base is so hungry for sustained success. The Alabama game showed you a glimpse of where this program is headed. Um, The loss to Texas Tech, obviously, Makes a lot of people, and I know a lot of people on social media, the sky is falling. Yes, that was a demoralizing loss to Texas Tech. It was not a sign of progress. But keep in mind that you have a backup quarterback in Hudson Card who's 
doing a fine job. A lot of people, some people criticizing him on social media, people criticizing him in conversations. And, I'm, you know, my word of advice is that's undeserved. And I'll get to that here shortly about Hudson Card and why that's, that's not just. That's not deserved. But when you look at the development of this program right now, offensive line, some great freshmen mixed in with some veterans. Uh, they're learning. And while everyone is going to play Texas, probably their best game perhaps, it's just you've got to realize this Texas team is not championship caliber right now. What we saw was a reality check, a barometer, if you will, to understand that this Texas team still has a long ways to go. Could they be at that level by the end of the season? Absolutely they could. But they don't have enough combination of experienced pieces because keep in mind, there's about almost 40 new faces on this roster. And we're only four games into this 2022 season. But I will defend those who say some of the habits from last year, namely blowing double-digit leads, still exist. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I thought the win was in the bag for Texas when they were up 31 to 17. Despite Xavier Worthy not playing that second half due to an injury. And so here's a stat that so Sarkeesian has experienced nine losses already as a Texas head coach. This was his fifth loss when. Texas was leading a game uh, in the fourth quarter. So he's been the Texas head coach for 16 games. Five of those games, they have led the game and lost. I mean, just put that as perspective. They're close, but not close enough. And that's where we are. And I want to pull up this graphic right here in a minute. And I'm going to tell you why Hudson Card is not responsible for this loss. He's not. He's not. I know Quinn Ewers nursing that injury in this area as non-throwing shoulder, arm, the clavicle. But this is what I'm talking about. Hudson Card managed the game wisely. Hudson Card did a phenomenal job in that loss, the one setback, the INT. But 20 of 30 passing, 277 yards passing, 24 yards rushing, despite being under significant pressure many times during the game. The Texas O-line, had their moments of brilliance in Lubbock on Saturday. But there were other moments in which Hudson was flushed. But through experience, through that loss last year in Fayetteville, Arkansas, everything that he's seen to date has made him a better quarterback. And I think that – and I'm not here the sunshine pumping at all. I'm just calling it like I see it. Texas has a great opportunity, a great situation – in the quarterback room, no doubt. Quinn Ewers is clearly the number one, but the guy who wears the number one on his jersey is a quality backup quarterback. Those numbers right there tell me, Hudson, the Lake Travis Cavalier for life is making progress. I gave him a B for his performance against Texas Tech. It's not his fault. It is definitely not Hudson Card's fault, and there's no reason to even blame Hudson Card for that 37-34 loss to Texas Tech. 
So when we move on, what happened in Lubbock? Well, we're going to break that down here right now as we there's so many areas that we could pinpoint. What happened in Lubbock? How could Texas lose that game? Well, here you go. These are the ones that are notable. And I want to say, number one, the inability to make adjustments in the second half. Who's responsible for that? Well, obviously, Steve Sarkeesian, ultimately the head coach. Why are there not enough adjustments in that second half? Or are there the adjustments, but the players themselves systemically not able to comprehend the adjustments, not executing? I mean, you have to consider the fact that the other team, in this case being Texas Tech, they're making adjustments. Texas looked pretty good in that first half. Not great, but pretty good. And they're making adjustments, but Texas is not adjusting themselves, nor are they adjusting to what Texas Tech fronted them with in that second half. So here's one, B. John Robinson. The guy's clearly, if not the best running back in the country, one of the best playmakers in the college football, period. He only had touched the ball 16 times, 16 carries. That number needs to be in the 20, 23 to 28 range as far as carries. Roshan Johnson, phenomenal job as the in the Wildcat as a running back. I mean, Roshan had nine carries for 15 yards. He also had two receptions for 23 yards. So we're looking at for Roshan, 23 and 15, that's 38 combined yards. Bijan, 16 carries for 101 yards. Usually when you get over 100 yards rushing, that usually means you're potentially going to win that game. If you look at the analytics and the numbers, it usually favor you if you have a 100-yard rusher. Texas had 149 yards rushing combined. But as far as Bijan total, one reception for 22 yards, so he had – 123 total yards offensively. But the big number that I think stands out that should be 1A after second-half adjustments, the number of fourth-down conversions by Texas Tech, six. Six attempts, or excuse me, six successful attempts of eight conversion attempts by Texas Tech. Words are hard, apparently, for me right now, so. Six fourth-down conversions. That's absolutely insanity right there. That means the Texas defense was on the field for a long period of time. It's unbelievable. Six of eight. Texas was one of two on fourth-down conversions. And that meant their offense was on the field, which goes to the next point. A hundred offensive plays. That's crazy talk right there. Texas had 60 offensive plays. And that means that the time of possession is far greater for Texas Tech, that is. So there's your reasons. There's a lot to work on. You had the quarterback for Texas Tech, Donovan Smith. Texas defense made him look like a Heisman Trophy candidate. Is Donovan a pretty good quarterback? Yeah, he's elusive. He's not dynamic. He's good. He's a really good quarterback, but he's not great. And Texas, the Texas defense made him look like a Heisman Trophy candidate today. Um, just extending drives, converting on fourth downs. Joey McGuire, the head coach, 
clearly was and just with the game plan says we don't give a shit. We don't care. We're going for it. We're going to put the pressure on Texas. As you heard at the top of this episode, they knew Texas would give in at some point. They applied so much pressure. Texas forced this overtime without Xavier Worthy in the lineup. He was a lower leg injured injury, but it was deemed that Xavier's x-rays didn't determine any significant damage. So that's great moving forward. But when you leave this, move forward with this game, from this game, you got to figure out why Texas is blowing these second – these double-digit leads. It's absolutely insane when you think about it because it's so consistent. Nothing fun about it. There's nothing great as Texas is moving forward. It just doesn't make any sense. And there's a lot of people, and rightfully so, criticizing Steve Sarkeesian um, because this seems to be consistent. Well, I think as Texas moves forward, as their next game is against West Virginia, um, don't overlook these guys. As Texas plays West Virginia, great defense. But Texas has to find a way because the next game after West Virginia, Oklahoma and Dallas, the Red River shootout. So what must happen? Well, a lot of things. A lot of things have got to happen. I think Texas was very reserved uh, in the Wildcat formation. I love that Wildcat formation. It's productive with Roshan Johnson leading the way. But I think they were very conservative with it so there wouldn't be a lot of creativity on film in anticipation for other conference games, namely Oklahoma. I brought that point up to a good couple of friends of mine who I value their opinions. They thought that is crazy talk as well, considering this was the Big 12 opener. You do what you can to win. Well, Texas and Hudson Card, uh, Texas offense led by Hudson Card, led that offense down the field in 21 seconds after Texas Tech took the lead in 21 seconds to put Texas into field position. And Burt Auburn kicked a pretty pressure-packed field goal attempt from a decent distance to tie that game and send it to overtime when most people, including myself, the confidence and driving down the field to do that in 21 seconds. My confidence was probably at 25 to 30% that that would even happen, but it did happen. So the sky's not falling. And I know a year ago there were episodes like this saying the same thing, the sky's not falling, but it is. Is there reason to be frustrated? Absolutely. Why all the second half, these double-digit leads falling apart for Texas on Steve Sarkeesian's watch? Only thing I can say is the natural progression with new bodies, as many new bodies they have, and you have a backup quarterback. Is Quinn Ewers going to save the world, save the team? He can't do it by himself. But I also mentioned this to a friend of mine that I love talking ball with, that the Quinn Ewers effect not only affects the offense, but his play and his moxie and everything that he brings to the table benefits the Texas defense. I know it's deep, but that is how I feel about it because I just watch them. It's just that they have a little swagger. But keep in mind, do not blame Hudson Card for this. That guy played well enough 
and led that off that off, that offense of Texas to a point to where they should have won the game. They should have won that game. There's no doubt about it. Hey, before we wrap this up, I got to introduce a new sponsorship for Stories Inside the Man Cave. It's an exclusive sponsorship and partnership for one of our the new series of podcast and this is a group called our grove roofing based out of shreveport louisiana you may have heard of them they're expanding all over the great state of texas and they're in austin texas now and they are a family the hargrove family and they love texas longhorn football hi i'm stevie lee former defensive tackle for the university of texas and i'm clyde hargrove i'm a roofer also saw action in 52 games and i fixed a lot of roofs also won a rose bowl and never lost to a&m and I uh, fixed a lot of roofs, right, Stevie? Oh, right, right. I'm sorry. I zoned out a little bit. So are you going to say the thing about Hargrove Roofing? Hargrove Roofing. Know who's on your roof. Is this even going to work as a commercial? Love it. Glad to have the Hargrove Roofing family and the Hargroves all on board and partnering up with stores inside the man cave. And as you saw, Big Stevie Lee, Great guy, great real estate agent, and just a man among the people, uh, amongst the people. He's a great ambassador for the Texas Longhorn football program. Just a great guy, very intelligent, beautiful family, beautiful wife. And uh, the Hargroves were, because uh, Stevie's from the Shreveport, Louisiana area, played for Shreveport Evangel before playing for the Texas Longhorns. And speaking of, um, of course, we're going to record our episode Sunday night. Stevie always has great things to say. We're going to air out our grievances about the frustration that was the Texas Longhorns loss in Lubbock to Texas Tech. And, you know, Stevie did say um, that, you know, it's crazy things happen in Lubbock, which they do. And I've seen it happen through my time in the media covering both Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, mainly uh the time when Oklahoma was defeated in 2007, Texas Tech obviously beat uh, OU once in Norman while I was there. Um, but Stevie, Big Stevie Lee and I are going to break things all down for Texas. We're going to have some really unfiltered opinions. We'll talk about the defensive line, which Stevie Lee was once uh, a defensive lineman for the Longhorns. And so he has the skins on the wall to be able to really – praise or criticize defensive line play because he was one of those guys. And he, as you heard him, he never lost A&M and he played in the Rose Bowl twice. So that's a pretty big deal. Um, and he has the, as I said, the experience and the eye for the defensive line. But I can say this, I thought the defensive line for Texas was it played a role in that loss because there was not enough pressure, didn't make enough plays uh, initially, uh, the Texas defense is not at a loss. There's correctable mistakes, but the D-line being one of them, they've got to have better stamina. I mean, it's that's just my opinion right there. Um, so coming up on the pass rush, I think it's going to be installment number six, the pass rush with Stevie Lee. It's going to drop Monday morning at 7 a.m. on our Facebook page and the YouTube page, and you'll see some teases for that, some promotions for it on the Twitter site, at Stories Man Cave, on the Instagram page as well, and on the TikTok. So be, able, be sure to follow all those sites. And you know what? If you have a roofing need, 
You need to uh, receive a uh, inspection of your roof. Mention stories inside the man cave. Use the promo code man cave and you will uh, have the um, Hargrove roofing family. Take a look at your roof. It's on us. Just I want to be honest with you guys. I've got a great story uh, about Hargrove roofing and you'll hear about it uh, in the next installment of the past rush with Stevie Lee. It's a family tradition, the Hargrove Roofing. And here in Austin, Texas, uh, they are in several locations, obviously home base in Shreveport, Dallas, Houston, and other places in Texas. But here in Austin, Texas, where, it, which is the home base of stories inside the man cave, call that number right there on your screen, 512-645-3202, 512-645-3202, and give Hargrove Roofing a call and tell them that stories inside the man cave podcast uh, told you to give them a shout. And, and honestly, I am sold on them, especially what I experienced recently, recently with my mother as a significant roofing issue. And these guys immediately out there took, and they are helping with, and they have helped with the insurance, the homeowner's insurance, uh, phenomenal job. I have a testimonial for them and I'm in debt to these guys. 100%. Hey, don't miss the uh, pass rush with Stevie Lee. Um, it's going to drop Monday morning. We'll record it Sunday night. Um, I want to show you in that episode, I'll show it to you in that episode of a very impressive, very impressive Hail Mary underneath the Friday Night Lights, Texas high school football out in the Concho Valley on the edge of West Texas, a city that I have, uh, I'm quite fond of and, Kind of fell in love with San Angelo, Texas. A Hail Mary from San Angelo Central High School is pretty impressive. Uh, you got to see it if you haven't already. So, for Stevie Lee, Hargrove Roofing, and the OG Man Cave Boys, that being Harbaugh Harge, Big Mike, and Coach Mo, we are. You see the drippy, I'm fitted up. Hop in my car and the giddy up. 